That's outstanding. Like a farmer in his feet. We are an ecosystem of things and ideas. I could pick up some more big words like portmanteau and soliloquy. My middle name is innovation, and my other middle name is paradigm shift. Carry on, James. Carry on. We're going to serve up some juicy stories like a hot plate of pancakes. All right. It's time for another edition of the Channel Futures podcast, Coffee with Craig and James. I'm the editorial director of Channel Futures, Craig Galbraith. Joining me, as always, our senior news editor, Mr. Anderson, Mr. James Anderson. James, how the heck are you? Craig, doing really well. Life is good. Can't complain. Busy times, but good times. How are you? I'm very excited. I got to tell you, here it is, mid-February. The year's going great so far. I'm looking forward to the big show. But that's not for a couple of months yet. I think we better start up this podcast telling our loyal casties how much goodness we have packed into this show. What do you think? I think um, we at, at uh, Informatech and Channel Futures, we're in the business of goodness. That's our that's our job. That's our tagline. Uh, it is now. Uh, and so yeah. I think you're right, Craig. You're right. It is. I, I can hardly wait. So in this podcast, we're going to have technology trivia. And I'm going to ask you those questions. I'm just so excited for this. Speaking of technology, we're, we're also going to try out uh, this chat GPT that everybody's been talking about. Yeah. You're getting giddy, I can tell. Uh, that guy's trying to take my job. I don't know. That guy yeah, stresses me out. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll also have our news discussion uh, that we regularly have. It's been a, a part of our uh, podcast recently. And we have a very special guest to talk about the Alliance of Channel Women. So I emphasize again to you, James, so much goodness. From goodness to goodness, my friend. Um, now, within that, do you think we're going to talk about the upcoming Channel Partners Conference and Expo, for which I today booked my flight? Oh, my gosh, you did already. You're, I thought I was excited for this. You're even ahead of me. Yeah, I booked it so I could like get there as early as I could and as late as I could so I could see every single person there that is going nice. to is going to be there. Yeah, I'm pretty into so it. So as early so like you go next week or something or what what's, uh, what's going yep, on? Yep, yep, that's the plan. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to hide in the in the I'm going to pull die hard and just live in the ceiling. They'll never know I'm there. Nice, nice. Okay. So we should not confuse people, however. The, the big show, the Channel Partners Conference and Expo, is actually May 1st through the 4th. So it would be reasonable to get in on April 30th because we're having some you know, evening festivities before things kick off. But I, I don't want everybody else to feel as if they've got to arrive at the Venetian you know, next week. It's still only February. we we got a little ways to go. Yeah, I, I mean, I I can only keep you company for so long, and I get a little bit annoying after a while. But um, but yeah, it's going to be a great time, Craig. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. So um, last time on the podcast, we talked about some of the conference sessions, and I did promise that uh, we would have a little discussion about some of the upcoming keynotes at the event. Now, the agenda is not completely fleshed out yet, but we're getting close. We've already got a lot of great things lined up. So, James, I defer to you first. Uh, what, what do you have in terms of uh, keynotes that you're excited about? 
Well, there's a lot, but but I'm going to go in chronological order here. So Monday, May 1st, um, that's kind of your MSP summit side of the event. So MSPs take note. Um, and we're really on this big push to get more partners on stage. I think you're going to see that uh, over the course of the entire week. But but certainly in this MSP summit portion, you're going to see that. Um, you're going to see Sam Ruggieri and Ron Laverne, both who are on our Channel Futures MSP Advisory Board, they're going to be up there talking about MSP best practices and, and how to rethink the workforce of tomorrow. Those are two different, two separate sessions. And uh, See, you know, I, we, I was I was thinking and, and then I was rethinking. <laughs> that's a good point. Well, that's that's that whoever wrote that script that was well placed. Um, <laughs> you know, Craig, I always say. Partners learn from partners best. We're a very, we're a very peer-to-peer -peer industry. Mm, yeah. You know, so you gotta talk. You want to talk to somebody who's walked in your shoes. Yeah, you certainly do. You know, also on Monday, James, I wanted to talk about M and I know you love M and You've been on stage before for discussions about M and and I have as well. Uh, you're going to get a little bit of a primer. Uh, it comes via our newly established partnership with Martin Wolf's ITX together. We are offering an M&A marketplace to help IT businesses uh, put a value on themselves, sort of a walk through the process and eventually facilitate a sale if they should so want to do so. So we're going to get uh, Tim Mueller, president of ITX, on our keynote stage to talk about the current market for M&A. Then James, then James, he is going to bring on a superstar panel of experts to talk about the overall M&A journey from beginning to end or beginning to end, whichever, whichever direction it goes on your screen. Really yeah. awesome stuff. Yeah. I love that, Craig. And, and we're going to talk about so much more content that's going to happen at these shows. Um, we're going to use our, our podcast to talk about that before we get to the big show, Craig. But mm -hmm. Before we do it, I, I would love to make sure the agent technology advisor homies get a little bit of love. So talk about some stuff that they might find applicable. Oh, please do. Please do. Let's do it. Yeah. So I mentioned partners being on stage. And so from the technology advisor uh, side, my friend David Wright, uh, uh, he's uh, from Disruptive Innovations and a member of the Channel Futures Technology Advisor Advisory Board. I love um, that name. Advisor yeah. Advisory. It rolls off the tongue. Sometimes we just get rid of it. Sometimes we, we say in different ways. It's a lot of fun. It's a good group, a really good group. Um, so he's going to give a keynote um, you know, uh, on, on bringing innovation within the struggling economy. He's really, um, David's really close to a lot of CIOs and, and has had a lot of interesting conversations over the last year about the specific problems that they're facing. And he's going to be able to bring a lot of that to bear. Um, so I, Technology advisors, I think you're going to find that particularly fascinating, but I think there's an appeal to partners of all sizes because you're engaging with the same customers, the same customers that are tightening their belts during a recession. And so for David, um, his goal is to talk about how to help customers figure out ways to, to get actual business results using technology um, without so much focusing on the technology itself. So David's going to have some customers on stage and they're going to talk about what they want to hear from you. Oh, wait, from me? 
from you, Craig, you're going to be brought on stage and, and they're going to just like talk about you. It's going to be very <laughs> uncomfortable for you. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty uncomfortable. It'd probably be uncomfortable enough uh, for the times I'm, I'm really on stage for the audience. Um, oh. That's really good stuff, James. Uh, I really like the whole peer-to-peer -peer aspect of this as bringing partners on stage to talk to other partners and, and with other partners and then bring panels up. It's a uh, should be really engaging and i know it's uh, a lot of stuff that our audience is is going to want to hear digi it's been so long james our digital services robot mascot of this podcast we haven't heard from him in in some time i mean here he is popping up now i'm so excited digi now there's a reason james that uh I invited Digi here. I didn't mean to look surprised. I, I got to be honest <laughs> with you and, and the Cassies. I knew he was coming. So Digi is here to introduce this uh, technology trivia game that I thought we would play uh, before we introduce our guest for the podcast. I know you love trivia. Usually when we've done this in the in before, I've either asked you really hard questions or I've asked you questions that are like before your time. So it's been really awkward for you and you average like one correct answer. So I'm sorry that I've done that in the past. This time could be more of the same. <laughs> well, I appreciate the disclaimer this time that <laughs> absolves you of any wrongdoing. All right, James. So I, I looked these up online. I just did a Google search for technology trivia and you know, it's the internet. It came up with one website that had almost 400 technology trivia questions and they rank them from supposedly easiest to hardest. But let's face it, that's never really accurate because it's just based on, on what you know. So what I did for fun, you're probably wondering how did I wade through 400 questions and come up with a, a good mix? Well, what I did was I, I handpicked those that also had a crossover with popular culture. So we've got the fun of popular culture mixed with the fun of technology. What do you think? Yeah, good. That's great. Is there anything about the um, the agent-based monthly recurring commission model? Mm, no, I'm afraid they didn't make it. All right, well, <laughs> let's, let's do it. Let's expose the technology journalist for the <laughs> fraud that he is. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Okay, so your first question is, according to Michael Scott, there have been eight IT guys, including Lozenge, Shorts, and Nick, at which fictional company in the office? Um, at Dunder Mifflin. Ding, ding, ding. Well done. You're off to a good start. Nice work. Nice work. Okay. First, first I thought you were going to like say that there was another Michael Scott who's some sort of business researcher and... <laughs> Right. Well, that was the goal. I was hoping you would think that. All right. <laughs> Here is question number two. I take no joy in, in tricking you, just so you know. Okay. Uh, so question two, also popular culture and tech related, but we're going to go back a little further in time here. So Gordon Gecko famously uses a bulky Motorola 8000X Dynatac mobile phone in what 1980s movie named after a Manhattan street? Okay, so it's a person named Gordon Gecko that I'm definitely not familiar with. And yeah. Now, a little help. They they did yeah. a sequel to this uh, film, the very famous film. Oh, I want to say four or five years ago. So it uh, it made headlines again. It came. Yeah, out. that's good to know. 
Okay, Craig. Gordon, so Gordon Gecko, it's a Manhattan street. It is a street relatively famous in Manhattan. Okay. And 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 did was there anything said about the type of movie that it is? Um I guess no. you just restate the question. No, it nothing about the yes, I'll restate the question. <laughs> Gordon Gecko. And this has nothing to do with any insurance companies, just so you know. Mm-hmm. Famously, he uses a bulky Motorola 8000X Dynatac mobile phone in what 1980s movie named after a Manhattan street? Manhattan street. Yes. Street yeah. is a really good, uh, really good clue there. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say Broadway. What's Broadway? Mm-hmm. No, I'm afraid no. not. No, the, the answer is Wall Street. Wall Street. <laughs> Hey, that was yeah. my other option, but yeah, that, that was the so, next one. All right, that's all right. How did they, they not get sued for for uh, for using using uh, that that name in their movie? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on. That one was just a little before your time. It was an '80s movie, so let's let's move on to I don't know what year specifically in '80 that came out. So let's go to another movie from the '80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> In a 1987 film starring Peter Weller and Nancy Allen, the city of Detroit, your old uh, your old stomping grounds, signs a deal with the company Omni Consumer Products to rebuild parts of the city into a utopia and introduce a new law enforcement robot, ED209. Mm-hmm. What is this film? You got this one. I think you know. Yeah, this one. that's RoboCop. Yes, well done. I think they remade RoboCop. Uh, sometime not too long ago either it's terrible um <laughs> disgrace yeah i haven't seen either but i hear it's culturally significant <laughs> culturally significant absolutely okay we've got uh we've got two left we've got two left according to a former facebook employee the company used to have a master password that could unlock any user's account this password was a variation on the name of what martial artist and actor, perhaps because he definitely couldn't be considered too weak. Um did did you did you say there was a nationality of this martial arts fighter? I did not say that. Okay. Um I did not. Uh too weak. Too weak. Too weak. Wasn't too weak. Yeah. Okay. Um is it Bruce Lee? Oh, bah. that was a decent guess. Uh, decent you. guess. But it turns out it was uh, Chuck Norris. Chuck oh. Norris is the answer oh. to that question. Oh. But, uh, you know, that, that was that was a tough one. So what are we doing here? We got you got two out of four. So this is the this is the big question. This is the one that is going to determine. I'm not sure what, but something pretty important about what you stand for. Are you ready? <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. All right. And appropriately, we're going to venture back into the 80s again for this one. Oh, good. That's my favorite place. (laughs) Kevin Mitnick is widely regarded as one of the most well-known American computer hackers, starting with his 1981 escapade stealing computer manuals from Pacific Bell. His 1982 hack of the North American Defense Command inspired what 1983 film Featuring Matthew Broderick. That would be War Games. 
Congratulations. <laughs> I think this is one of the first trivia contests you've actually, like, we've declared you a winner. So absolutely fantastic. Nice work. Greg, how, how do you Greg, feel? Great. I movie trivia was so much fun. <laughs> no, no, it was, it was technology. It was technology trivia. 80s movie trivia. <laughs> Hey, you got two out of those three right, so you did. Uh, you yeah, did yeah. Well. yeah, it was good. So, so nice work. I'm, I'm sure you'll have a chance to get me back uh, at some point with uh, something similar. It's always a good time, Craig. It's always a good time. Yeah. All right. Uh, why don't we start talking about our uh, our oh, guest? Well, yeah. how, do you feel, how do you feel about that? Oh, I oh, I think this would be a lot of fun. Oh, this was okay. our like alliance of women theme, alliance of channel women themed uh, guest, right? Absolutely, and not just any Alliance of Channel Women themed guest. It's uh, Kelly Danziger, who just happens to be our boss. Yeah, so there's a lot of pressure in this interview, i got to tell you. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Kelly's fantastic. Uh, she is on the board of the Alliance of Channel Women. Uh, we wanted to get her on the show to talk a little bit about their membership drive that's uh, kicking into high gear. Uh, I think one of the interesting things you'll, you'll find from this interview, uh, not just you, James, because you were there, but our loyal casties is that they're really, uh, you know, the ACW was really rooted sort of in the telecom channel more than 10 years ago when it was um, established. And uh, now uh, they're really trying to branch more into the IT channel so they can bring all of these people together. And uh, it, it's a fantastic organization. They do so many things in conjunction with our events. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing what uh, Kelly has to say. How about you? Yeah, I look forward to it. Um, uh, we love ACW. Um, always, uh, it's a, a lot of really great people come out of that organization and our, our our mainstays of that organization. So it's it's really a wonderful uh, a wonderful um, community. Yeah, yeah, great partners of ours. So uh, let's do it, James. Let's get into this interview with Kelly. Everyone, nice to bring in our next guest on the podcast. Kelly Danziger, who is the general manager of Informant Tech Channels. What does that mean? Well, for all intents and purposes, she's the big boss around here uh, at Channel Futures. So, Kelly, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks. Come on. We all know you really run the show here. Chris. Oh, yeah. Know. You know, it's, it's James. I take all my all my cues from James. I know. He, 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 run, he, runs, he runs Strat. I got it. He does. He does. So... <laughs> So, Kelly, the reason we have you on the show today is to talk a little bit about the Alliance of Channel Women. We're excited to talk about that. Always a great partnership between Channel Futures, uh, Channel Partners Conference and Expo and the ACW. Uh, so let's get right into it. James, I know you wanted to uh, ask the first question because, after all, you are calling the shots around here. That's right. And this was my plan, too, obviously. Um, so, Kelly, do you mind giving us some background on ACW? I know if, if, if people have been to um, some of our shows, it is kind of a, a fixture there. But um, I'd love to hear more about how it got started and, and what it is. Absolutely. So the Alliance of Channel Women formed in 2010 at the Channel Partners Conference and Expo. And it really was um, sort of a brainchild of Nancy Ridge and a, a number of other women who were real fixtures in the telco side of the channel at the time. And we're finding that, you know, they would come to these events and there wasn't a lot of people that looked like them because it's truly more of a male dominated um, industry. And so they got together and it started as a small group and then it just kept kind of picking up steam and really morphing and evolving over the years. And 
as we look at this organization now with, you know, just under a thousand members and every year at both of our conferences, um, the Alliance of Channel Women hold their big event, um, which at one of the events during the year, usually the fall event, is when they announce their, their big award of the year, their lead award, which really recognizes three to four women uh, in the tech channel that are really paving the way for other women to help to grow and to excel their, their careers. And they're really kind of a driving force. Um, at our spring conference is when they, they acknowledge and award um, the ACT winners, which are um, the outstanding volunteers within the Alliance of Channel Women, as well as they also do quarterly awards for, for impact. So this is just, it's a, fan, a fantastic organization that really started in 2010 as a small gathering of some of the women who many of them we know, you know, we've watched their watch them grow and excel um, throughout the industry. And it's now just, it continues to keep morphing and growing. So it's a wonderful organization with deep roots and it just seems to keep taking on more steam as the years go on. Yeah, that is so fantastic. Those events uh, are terrific. They draw so many, so many people uh, at our event. I want to talk about that a little bit more in just a minute, Kelly, but a uh, big reason you're here is to talk a little bit about the membership drive uh, to see if we can get even more folks uh, as part of the organization and, and at our events as well. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for that, Craig. I mean, I look for myself, you know, I, I being part of this group now for nine years. So I've really gotten to understand what ACW is all about. And um, a few years ago, I was blown away when I was bestowed with a lead award. Um, had no idea that was coming. And um, then I was asked to join the board and going through that board process and filling out in, in real deep questions that they ask and, and to truly understand what your motivation is and what your background throughout the industry has been. And I get to see now as someone who's been participating in their events for nine years and now sitting on the board going into my second year, what this, do what this has done for me I look at the women that I have forged relationships with that I've never known before. I now have friends that are sitting in the C-suite, you know, who, who I do know some of them through, through our business, but others that I didn't know very well. And you get, to, you get to hear what their journey was. You get to understand the obstacles that they've overcome and tools and, and that they use to help be better at their, at their jobs. The camaraderie, the mentorship, it's almost when you join the Alliance of Channel Women, you have this immediate group of friends that you didn't know were there. And you can call anyone at any time or send a text and people are going to respond. And I think about for me, when I moved into our GM role about two and a half years ago, as someone who came up the ranks through sales and looking at all of the other GMs across InformaTech. I was the only one who came up the sales channel. Most came through content or research or marketing. And, you know, I was starting to doubt, do I have what it takes to run this business? And there were a few women that are ACW leaders um, that have been part of it for a long time and leaders in our community. And I had that real hard hitting conversations with them. And they were the ones who gave me that confidence to, to pull me over and say, yeah, I'll, I'll throw my hat in the ring for this role, right? And I tap on them regularly 
and many tap on me too, you know, for, for that sharing of ideas and the sharing of successes and how to overcome certain, certain issues that you might be having. And I look at the women within ACW, even our board members, you know, we've got board members that sit and represent, you know, those who have been in the business, maybe two or three years to those of us who've been doing this for 30 years. And there's just this wealth of talent and experience. And we learn from each other on a regular basis. And for women um, who are looking at the beginning of their career, and they're wondering what could be the next step for them, or what are those skills that they need, that's what ACW provides through mentorship, through education, um, through regular learning that we have through um, monthly webcasts that we do, as well as all of the big things that we do physically, especially at our two events a year, but even with the local chapters. So for women across the entire channel, um, from the IT services side through, through the telco side, there's so much opportunity to learn from each other and how it benefits you personally, but also very much professionally, especially learning. I mean, something we've talked a lot about at Channel Futures and Channel Partners is how the channel has evolved and especially post-COVID. And we're, we really reflected that when we brought our two websites together under the channel futures, bringing the channel partners forward, there's this real collaboration within the channel. And so having this opportunity to have women that are sitting from all sides of the channel at all levels in their career, you, you get that personal understanding of opportunity, but it really does help you professionally to go back to the table in your business and bring something meaningful to the discussion around the role that you are playing within your business, because you're now able to tap expertise across the entire channel. So I've gotten a lot personally and professionally out of ACW and I'm very excited to be a part of it and very proud of the relationship that we as our business have with ACW. Yes, that's good stuff, Kelly. Um, talking a little bit about, about your personal journey and linking that into a, little, a few of the things you'd mentioned about convergence and this um, multifaceted channel. Um, I know, you know, you come from the the IT services side of the channel, and um, maybe if we were to look back twelve years ago, there are the, the many of the founding members would have come from the telecom and or agent or carrier services side of the channel. Um, and so, yeah, like how, how have you seen the, the organization evolve to, you know, in, include a, a, an IT, um, someone with the IT background that you had? Um, yeah. How do you, how do you see that, that tent expanding? So that's a great, a really great question. And I see it starting to expand. I mean, you look at our president, Cassie Jepson, she's with Lenovo, right? So Lenovo is really kind of serves everyone across the IT channel. Um, but we're still in that evolution mode. And so, you know, the message that I really want to be getting out is to um, the women on the IT services side, this is an organization for you. Come to see there's more and more women, you know, you have Michelle Ragusa McBain, great example, you know, working at Cisco and Michelle's career has kind of expanded both sides of the channel, right? And there's, there's 
there's a lot more of the women coming from the IT services side, but we need more of them. I want to see more coming, especially those organizations that are serving the MSP side of the business, right? You look at such a fast growing, important part of our channel are those managed service providers. I want to see more of the ladies coming from those organizations that are really helping to support the MSP. As we're launching our MSP 501 research report, and especially last year, we were looking at the women-owned MSP organizations. And now those women are coming to ACW, those women-owned MSP organizations, those leaders are coming to ACW because they want that collaboration and that connection. So I want to see more of these ladies coming from these IT services side that are serving them because these women are here and they want to hear what you're going through and what your businesses are offering. So, I mean, there's, there's so much opportunity here. And I think of, you know, for myself, when I first came over, you know, to the side, I've always was more on the IT services side. I thought ACW was more, you know, telecom, and that's not the case. And it's not just talking about specifically your business. It's talking about the skills that we need to get to that next level. Like the daunting skill that scares many women is P&L and owning a P&L. And that is a daunting undertaking. You come here, you're able to tap into women who have, mastered that and are sharing. I mean, the conversations that I've had around this with a number of the the members who've helped me make that light bulb go on now that I own the full P&L for the first time in my life, you know, over the past two and a half years. So it's not just about, are you on the telco side or the IT services side? It's where is that connection? Where are those skills that we need to help us drive us forward to get to that next level? And the, the women here, there's like, when you think, when you want to start doing business with, with certain organizations, sometimes you could be a little intimidated to start to have those conversations or think, oh, maybe I'm not at that same level as, as this individual here. When you come under the umbrella of Alliance of Channel Women, sort of our titles don't matter. There is no hierarchy. This is just women who want to support, mentor, encourage and coach each other to be better. That is fantastic, Kelly. Um, I want to talk about the fun stuff now a little bit. I know you guys are sort of in the process of of putting together uh, your ACW event uh, at our event, Channel Partners Conference and Expo, May 1st through the 4th in Las Vegas. Got that plug in there. You like that? There you go. Love it. Um, so just talk in general about the, the networking and the programming uh, you guys usually have at those events and, and what a great draw they are because it, it's fantastic to go there and just see the people and not just not just women there there are men who show up as well uh, to those events and just really have a great time but at the same time they're they're getting a fantastic program as well. Oh thanks Craig and yes, thank you for mentioning the men. There, there's a number of incredible men. And every time I, I go to these events now, and now I'm taking the stage and I'm looking out, I'm seeing more and more men. And you are always there. And James is always there. Our good friend, John Delosier is always there. And Sam Sundstrom is always there. And there's a number of men that are there consistently. And they are there to support. And they want to encourage. And they're there to learn, too. Because when you're coming to this, these events at our show, 
there's always the real fun, great cocktail party that always has a theme. And our theme is soon to be um, unveiled. I'll leave that to my, my friend, Ashley Cole. She's undertaken that. She's got a fabulous theme for the Shares event. And so there's fabulous networking and always some interactive opportunities there and just kind of reconnect with all of your friends. And then we work hard at building educational programming as well. So there's usually a panel conversation um, that is representative of a number of the, um, the members of ACW um, talking about some, you know, a certain type of topic. So you're going to get some education and coaching and mentoring. And then we always have a featured speaker and um, the speaker is usually very motivational um, and it always business-based, but motivational. And then there's always uh, great food and, and signature cocktails and more networking after the fact, but it really is a fun couple of hours that we all get to spend together. And then usually that party continues way into the, the wee hours of the morning as we all you know leave, leave the event and continue on our way. Um, and then of course we have our awards programs and our award recipients um, are also acknowledged during these events. They're always fun, positive. You see everyone gets really dressed up and, and has a really great time with this. It's just, it's something I really look forward to. And I'm usually just like the two of you, we're usually running from one thing to the next. So usually my, my, my fancy shoes are in my bag. <laughs> I'm changing as I'm running there, but I so look forward to these events and I always look forward to meeting new people. And that's always something that we encourage. And there's usually some networking, you need a little games that we'll play to help to encourage to meet new people. And for me, I'm always about, and now people know who I am just because of my role here. And it's so satisfying that I'll have young folks come up to me and have questions and want to network and connect. And I find it so rewarding and, and so humbling that people are interested in my story and, and where I've come from from and how I've gotten to this point. So it's just a really wonderful organization. I, I could just go on about it all day long. <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. Well, we will be sure. In fact, right now, you can see the Alliance of Channel Women website at the bottom of our screen right oh. now. So you can check that out and uh, find out how to become more involved in the group. Oh, thanks much for that, Craig. So yeah, the Alliance of Channelwomen.org, the information on membership is there. And by all means, if you have any, you know, personal questions you want to ask about it, feel free to reach out to me directly. It's kelly.danziger at informa.com. Thanks well, for thank having me on the show, guys. I appreciate it. Oh yeah. Thank you so much for sharing, Kelly. And I'll see you before then, but I look forward to seeing you there. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I'll see you very soon. All right. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks, All right, James, uh, as expected, great conversation with Kelly. Really excited to see uh, what the Alliance of Channel Women is going to be doing this year at our upcoming Channel Partners Conference and Expo. Always a great time with them. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, it's nice to see that they're continuing to grow. It's nice to see that they're, you know, the larger indirect B2B sale, channels, sales community is embracing them and they're, they're, this just really wide open tent, uh, ever expanding tent into new types of technology in terms of the the different vendors that are represented in that group. Yeah. Um, so very exciting to see, and great to well, see you, Kelly. I was yeah, absolutely. And you'll remember uh, from our last uh, CP Expo that we had, they had grown so big that they we'd always kind of pack them into this sort of a conference session room, and they had expanded to the big keynote room. 
So uh, sky's the limit for those those guys. That group is uh, fantastic, and I look forward to seeing uh, what's ahead. Yep, yep, definitely growing. Okay, James, also what's ahead and growing possibly on our listeners' nerves is a little conversation about uh, chat GPT. But first, <laughs> uh, I want to talk about the news of the day. We've started doing that at the last couple podcasts, pretty much to just show that we're in, we're in touch with what's going on. Uh, with our casties or try to do that so uh let's do our news chat and i i invite you to go first what's uh what have you been covering in the last couple of weeks that uh has been something to watch yeah thanks for asking um kind of the all-encompassing thing well 50 percent encompassing has been uh coverage of the app direct acquisition of tbi and you know as we speak uh <laughs> i'm i'm we're typing up that uh, final copy of that article that's about to go live. So by the time this is live, you'll be you'll be hopefully reading that article. And it's like some insider baseball you're giving us. Pretty much, better hope I <laughs> go through with it. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know the channel, Craig. People talk in the channel, and, and you hear a lot of murmurs, and um, so a lot, a lot of talk about this acquisition of TBI, about the layoffs that were associated with it, um, and and talking about how that fits into the larger picture of TSD consolidation of, um, you know, outside investors yeah. getting engaged in the channel, and and we're kind of looking, kind of examining, sort of the nuts and bolts of how that acquisition went down and um, what went right what went wrong uh the impact uh both from a like owner perspective as well as an employee perspective so went in there talked to a lot of different employees many uh uh former employees and um just tried to get a sense of like what what happened there so um kind of a project i'm excited to to share yeah you've already produced a couple stories on that and like you said by the time uh this podcast hits air you'll have your third one up so i'm i'm looking forward to reading that one i what have they said that uh, some people have predicted we're going to be down to what just in another year or two down to just a couple large tsds or maybe three something like that i mean it just depends on how conspiratorial people are but i mean there are people who say <laughs> that we're going to be down to one i mean i don't i don't i i think it's uh, it's very likely that the number would be two you know five years from now um some say it's yeah. three um, I, th I think in terms of those who who say that they are national TSDs, it's it's yeah. uh, it's, it's 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 four or, f or five. It depends on who. Who's yeah, depends on that. how how large you're considering them. That's yeah. yeah. But TBI really was the last of this breed that was saying no, we're not we're not going to be acquired. Where and particularly saying they weren't going to go to private equity. So. It really uh, was quite a domino to fall. It certainly does. It certainly is a win for AppDirect in terms of them getting market share and, and you know, trying to get as many advisors as they can um, into uh, like buying into this, this marketplace that they're doing. Um, so very strategic for them. And, and, and they're, they're very happy about it over there. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, I will put the links to those uh, articles on the landing page of this podcast on Channel Futures, as I always do. Um, how about mine, James? Yeah, uh, let's hear it. Yeah, so uh, I, I mentioned ChatGPT earlier. I'm, I'm going to kind of set up uh, our little playing with that here by simply mentioning that's that's kind of the one I'm watching, right? Mm -hmm. It's this uh, 
those who aren't aware, it's, a, you know, the super conversational type of AI that uh, vendors and partners in our space actually are already talking about how to integrate it into their businesses. Uh, you may have seen the coverage, whether it be on Channel Futures or elsewhere about uh, Microsoft Bing, uh, having a new partnership with OpenAI, which is the, the maker of chat uh, GPT. And uh, there's now talk of this AI arms race where Google's going to pick up somebody else who's producing an even better type of uh, AI search engine. So, James, it's getting uh, it's getting pretty wild out there. I, I got to think the contact center is going to be a real beneficiary of this technology, naturally. Uh, you, in fact, just had some new service offerings uh, connected to AI and ChatGPT in, in your roundup of new services that we posted on uh, Channel Futures. And I've said this before, but I will provide a link to that as well on the landing page of this podcast. I probably don't even have to say that anymore because I just throw like tons of links about everything we talk about. But uh, that way, it'll get get people headed over there to to check things out. Yeah. So, what, what's your what's your take on uh, Chat GPT? I can't see it replacing your writing any day because you are so fantastic at what you do. Well, thank you, Craig, and and I feel the same way about you. Um, that, that you're irreplaceable. Um, I, I think it's interesting because I think that the contact center providers have um, kind of gone on, spoken a lot about how they're AI focused. And, and I think for a lot of us listening, we sometimes hear that as just marketing stuff. Right. But when you get such a, such a, a technology like chat GPT that is really popular with consumers it really forces the conversation into like, how is your AI offering your self-service offering better than, than ours? And it almost reminds me, maybe it's a bad metaphor or comparison, but like when um, a lot of the networking providers realized they had to get security because security was such a big part of the news cycle. And that was just something that customers were asking about, like securing the network. I think that's, chat GPT and just general self-service AI is going to be the question that partners who are selling contact center will have to answer. And even if chat GPT is maybe overblown, like you have to figure out a way to talk about it. So I don't know what you think about that, Craig. Yeah, that is so often the case. You made an excellent point where the, the consumer adoption really pushes the business adoption because of of where it is just being talked about and the, the mass number of consumers out there so once it gets the news it's kind of like you know katie bar the door uh business is gonna have to pay attention and start picking it up so i think you made an excellent point as always my friend thank you my friend and good good stories to share on on your part thank you thank you very much Okay, so James, I thought it'd be a little fun since we were talking about to chat GPT to uh, try it out. What do you say? Have, have you tried this uh, technology before? I hadn't before. Uh, I just started thinking about this. Yeah, I had it. I had it try to write one of my stories and it sucked. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. I should have I expected that. All right. So so what I'm going to do for this uh, this little test is to ask ChatGPT about our podcast. How's that sound? I want to see how much it knows about you and me. Yeah. Yeah? I'm do down. This? I'm down. Okay. All right. Here we go. Okay. All right. Hang on. Okay. 
All right. Tell me about the Coffee with Craig and James podcast. Okay, here we go. I'm very excited for this. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's okay. hear it. Coffee with Craig and James is a podcast hosted by two technology industry veterans, Craig Peterson and James Azar. <laughs> the podcast focuses on topics related to technology, cybersecurity, and business, and aims to provide insights and analysis on current events and trends in these areas. The hosts frequently invite guests from various industries to share their expertise and opinions on relevant topics. The podcast is known for its casual and conversational tone and for breaking down complex technical concepts into easily understandable language. Well, they have me with the casual conversational, but uh, breaking down complex technical concepts, uh, I'm not so sure. And I, honestly, I, I did a search for our podcast on Google right before I did this, uh, before we started the podcast, just so I'd have something to compare it to. And I cannot find any references to these two guys having a podcast uh, at any time. Now, maybe they have, but everything, when you search coffee with Craig and James on traditional Google, uh, comes up with us. Just the audacity to give us those last names. like um, I know. They took your individuality by by making you a Craig Peterson, not even a Craig Patterson. They made you a Craig oh, Peterson. <laughs> yes, that's absolutely right. Should, should we try it again? Should we give Chat G yeah. another shot? Oh, yeah, because right, I go. think there's a, there's even it can be funnier, you know. Okay, let's see. Okay, tell me about the copy of Craig and James podcast. Okay, here we go. I'm sorry, but as an AI language model, I don't have access to current information or live updates. However, to the best of my knowledge, as of September 2021, I can tell you that Coffee with Craig and James is a podcast hosted by Craig Campbell and James Blackwell, who discuss various topics related to digital marketing and entrepreneurship. The podcast covers topics such as SEO, PPC advertising, social media marketing, and more, and often features interviews with industry experts. We didn't do a lot better that time did we yeah it's like i'm telling like it, it's it's it, it's like it grows more and more assured of itself while while changing our names yeah yet again but i kind of wonder how many coffee with craig and james podcasts there are out there that don't show up on the first two pages of a, of a google search we're gonna have to show up on their their doorstep and have a podcast off we're gonna have to i like it i like it and it says as of september 2021 20, so it's not really uh, recent, but you and I have been doing this podcast since uh, end of 2020, I believe. So there, there was plenty of time for it to understand who we are. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. it didn't it didn't call me uh, James Morris or Kevin Anderson. Yes, for for our old buddy Kevin Morris who did this uh, podcast. Well, let's give it one more one more shot and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Right? Why so not? There are some other podcasters out there. Sure, sure. Okay, tell me about the podcast. James. Boom. Okay. Okay, I can tell you that Coffee with Craig and James is a podcast hosted by Craig Hewitt and James Carberry, where they discuss various topics related to business, marketing, and entrepreneurship. The show features interviews with successful business leaders and experts who share their experiences and insights on a wide range of subjects, 
The podcast is known for its con uh, conversational tone and practical advice, and it has gained a significant following among entrepreneurs and business professionals. So, so there it seems like it kind of blended the things that were right and wrong from the previous two searches. You know, I think it it knows the basic facts and um what that it's a podcast i i already told it that when we entered it. <laughs> it it knows that we have a conversational tone i think that's i think that's our takeaway that that's our brand yes. our brand is conversational tone hey i'll take it i'll take it over practically anything else yeah yeah can't wait to I'll dish like out it. some more seo tips next week yeah there you go well a couple of entrepreneurs like ourselves we, we should be able to get that uh, get that done well i do look forward to in all, in all uh, seriousness the improvement of this tool and uh it certainly seems like it has the potential to improve our lives so we shall see we wish you the best of luck uh chat gpt and our, our ai overlords and we've only said good things about you i promise I'm starting to think that Digi might have been messing with us, and he was the one who actually uh, controlled the AI on this search. I don't know. I wouldn't put it past Digi. He's incredibly schemy. <laughs> that, that's for sure. All right. If you'd like to check out the archive of Coffee with Craig and James, you can do so just about anywhere you get your audio podcast. Of course, now... Uh, for the, this year so far, you've uh, had a chance to see us on video, so you can go to Vimeo to check us out there. Of course, as always, we'd love it if you join us on the <laughs> news site. That's channelfutures.com. Thanks so much for joining us again, and we will catch you again next time. Be well and be nice to robots.